Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. The RBA cuts interest rates and there's a reason to be optimistic. In this week's market report, I'll share with you why I believe you can be very optimistic about the future of the Australian stock market. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian stock market report. I'm Dale Gillam, Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, show your support for our channel and hit that subscribe button. And remember, click that bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Daylight Savings Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. Now last Tuesday, the Reserve Bank of Australia decided to lower the cash rates by another 25 basis points, and that resulted in a new record low of 0.75%. Now, before deciding to cut interest rates, the Reserve Bank considered the trend to lower interest rates globally as a trigger to boost the economy. Therefore, the current rate cut was designed to support employment and income growth and to provide greater confidence that comes with having a stable inflation rate. As it stands, inflation is likely to be a little under 2% during 2020 and a little over 2% into 2021. Now, if we can maintain this level, the outlook for our economy is good and we can be somewhat optimistic about the future. That said, in recent months, we've heard noise about possible recessions across the global economies. So should we still be concerned and is this really the case? Well, right now, the outlook for the global economy remains favourable and the US economy is not as bad as many have been touting. The US has continued to perform well and is in a good place with moderate growth and a strong labour market and inflation moving back to the goal of around 2%. Now the Fed is expecting growth in the US of around 2 to 2.5% this year and does not expect a recession anytime soon. If the US shows more signs of economic weakness, then the Fed has ample room to cut rates more aggressively, unlike the Reserve Bank. In fact, since 2015, the Fed has raised rates a total of nine times to 2.25% and has only cut rates once by 0.25% and that was early last month. Economists view lower interest rates as the catalyst for growth as it is expected to increase consumer spending and corporate borrowing, which in turn leads to greater profits and a growing economy. Lower interest rates also encourages consumers to borrow money to invest in property. 
Now, from a business perspective, businesses have better opportunities to finance operations, acquisitions, and expansions, which in turn increases future earnings potential and higher stock prices. So as you can see, there is plenty to be optimistic about and while things may not be like it was during the boom times, it's not all doom and gloom. Now the downside of lower interest rates is that it's challenging for banks to maintain profit margins. Indeed, the recent rate cuts has resulted in Australia's big four banks reducing home loan interest rates with NAB down by 0.15%, ANZ by 0.14%, Westpac by 0.15% and CBA by 0.13%. That said, I still like the financial sector, given that it has been hard hit since 2015 and the banks are overdue for a rise. Now, looking at Australian sectors last week, almost everything was in the red as predicted, with the market down for the week. Now, healthcare was the only sector that rose and it was up 0.32%. Industrials and utilities were also amongst the best performers, down by around 2%. While the worst performers included financials, which was down nearly 5%, along with information technology and energy, which were down around 4%. Looking at the top 100 stocks, Northern Star Resources is up over 6%, followed by Atlas Arteria up nearly 3%. Newcrest, Domino's and Whitehaven were up around 1%. Now it's not surprising to see both Northern Star and Newcrest in the top performers, as both are gold miners. And when the market is volatile, many investors head for the perceived safety in gold. Now, whilst I'm not a big subscriber of this theory, I believe much of the moving gold stocks last week had more to do with the interest rate drop than the market falling. The worst performers last week were South32 and Challenger, both down over 7%. Now, both of these stocks have been bearish for quite some time, so it's no surprise that they fell heavily when the market has increased volatility. Burrell has also been bearish for quite some time, and it was down over 6%, while CSR, which had been looking very good up until last week, fell over 6%. That said, unlike the others, I suggest you keep an eye on CSR. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. I'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, the market's finally moving down into that low that I was expecting and wasn't last week an exciting week. Now, I know some people would term last week as a bit of a disaster, a meltdown, all sorts of different um, adjectives uh, get put out in the media about uh, what goes on in the marketplace when it does fall, but it really is doing something that is quite normal for market in market behavior. And this is where I think the media often overinflate things. And I know when I was out last week, I mean, I got back from my holidays last Monday, but uh, I know a lot of people when I was out, they're going, oh, you should be really worried about the market. I went, no, I'm excited about it because when markets fall, it gives us opportunities to get really good stocks at better prices. So let's go and have a look at the chart right now. Now on your screen is the chart that I've been using for the last few months, as you know, it, uh, it has those same um, green arrows that I had on or my uh, trend arrows that I've got through here. And I haven't moved these since, uh, since the last time I picked up this program a few weeks ago when I last did the report. Obviously Janine's been doing it the last couple of weeks for me, which is fantastic. But it's doing exactly what I thought it might do. We'd have that high through here. And if we look here, that was our high back in July. 
Um, now this is a little bit of a fluke. I knew the high was coming in. It could have been any one of four or five weeks that it might have had that high, but it's moved down. But it did that secondary reaction through up into that low through uh, high, sorry, into um, early this week. Now this is a daily chart and now it's moving all the way down. So this high here was uh, as I said, oh, it's actually the 20th of September, sorry. Um, I thought it was July, and that's moved quite strongly down. Now, Friday's bar, as you can see there, opened and traded up a little bit. So don't get suckered into this. This is what they see, suckers rally. This is a suckers rally through here. People start, and the market drifts back up again. And what happens here is that the big end of town stops selling. So they just pull back from selling so the market doesn't fall away. Obviously, the Dow fell heavily that night before, or sorry, we fell heavily, and then the, the Dow then fell the night and then we had this huge big bar through here last Thursday which was a range of 158.7 points and then Friday we bounced a little bit so if we get one or two days up it could be just the same thing as what's happening here in terms of just drifting back up again um, but I still do think our market has got further to fall I still think it's going to fall down to somewhere around that 6,400 points possibly down to 6,200 points. Now, if we use our little tool, you don't have anything to worry about because that level there is only around about 3.7% from the current close last Friday. And this point here, 6.35%. So up to about 6 to 7% could be the wash it out completely. And that will be the end of the move down. Um, I'm very, very strong in thinking that the market will not go below that 6,200 point level there. So, and to me, there's nothing to, to be worried about. And I think our market will move very strongly through into Christmas. So how long is this is likely to take? Now this could take, this move down to those sorts of areas, could take most of October. Now I do expect our market to pull down just into sort of this area. So if I'm looking, if I get this tool here, somewhere around about here, I'd suggest our low will happen somewhere in that last week of October, maybe into that first week of November. So expect a bit of a, an inconsistent October, expect, expect a bit of a volatile October, expect a month that uh, is generally bearish, but not super bearish. And so October possibly will close lower than it opened, uh, which is not normal for October, even though a lot of people call October red October, etc. But you can see here how we've had this move right down through since this high here in July, and it's now turning right over. So at this point in time, I think the market is bearish um, for a short period of time, but nothing to be worried about. All that means is you stop buying, and you sit back and wait and if you've got stocks that you hold you've got stop losses on if the stop losses trigger you take them uh, if they don't trigger you hang on to the stock so don't do anything by panic or emotions now let's get into the stocks for this week okay our first question for the week is from uh, john leslie he said hello janine um, and I'll, I'll pass that on for you john to say hello to janine when she gets in he says could you look at bhp and uh, challenge or cgf um, I do not own them, but looking at getting in when appropriate. Thanks, John. So let's go and have a look at uh, BHP and CGF for you, John. I'll just whack my glasses on again. Um, looking at B, I actually did a whole big look at uh, BHP for our students and graduates on um, Wednesday or Thursday. I had a big, big look at this for our students and graduates. Right now, it's just bearish, and that's really what BHP is at this point in time. So let's have a quick look at the monthly chart. It's bearish short term, and that's really what you expect with the market. If you overload the Australian market, you'll see BHP and the Australian market generally run a little bit together uh, at times because BHP is such a big stock, and when banks 
or the, the big four banks and BHP Rio run together, the market will fall or rise in unison. But when they're going traveling opposition to each other, say the banks are falling and BHP is rising, the market will be more subdued. But right now, I just think BHP has a short term move down. Um, it's possibly a little bit longer. And that's really, this is where I'm looking at this, this point. If you use the rules in my book, so if you go to my book, BHP is one of the stocks in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, that I do trade in the book. I trade the, trade the top 20 stocks on the Australian market in my book, Accelerate Your Wealth. So if you don't have it, go and get that book and it'll show you what I mean here. But BHP is getting close to being a sell based on the rules in my book. And if it broke through that trend line on that monthly chart and closed below it in October, then I would definitely be exiting because BHP has the potential to fall a hell of a lot further, actually. So you're looking at BHP could fall roughly down to um, around the, this sort of level, 31, even down to about $28 level. So uh, just be careful. If you don't own BHP, don't get into it at this point in time. Wait for that trend to start. That said, long term, I'm talking three to five to 10 to eight years, I'd say BHP is bullish. So sort of that three to five, it'll be bullish. Short term, a little bit more bearish. So let's look at Challenger. And, and Challenger is a little bit of a different ball game here because as you can see here on the chart, it's been falling away since December 2017. I'll just bring that up. And it has been a beautiful trending stock through this area through since the GFC. But before that, it was all over the place. Right now, it may be finding support where it is. And so that's one thing I'd need to confirm. Um, it does look a little bit better. It hasn't been as bearish with the market falling away. But going back to that monthly chart, the last couple of weeks, it is down a little bit. So just be careful if you don't own this again. Um, and I don't believe you own this. Stay out of it at this point in time. I just like to find some support. If you can turn around and start to move up sort of that through that $7.60, $7.8 mark, um, then a nice medium term uptrend is likely to be unfolding. So that would be my um, sorry about that. And that would be my stock I think would trigger before BHP would trigger. But nice looking stock, but a little bit early for that. BHP, not so much at this point in time. So let's go and have a look at the next question and I've got one from Paul. I won't say your surname Paul because it'll take me too long to figure out how to say that. Sorry about that matey. Um, he said, hey, can you have a look at LNK or Link? Um, it has recently dropped. When would be a good time to buy? Now I'm not going to tell you when to buy really because time is... Tomorrow I might have a different view on Link, uh, or next week I might have a different view on Link. It's just about technical signals to me. Is when it tells me it's a buy, then I'll buy it. That could be tomorrow, could be next week, could be next month, could be next year. Um, it's just whether it is really a good stock to own um, or when we should be buying. And so we have rules around that. Right now, at this point in time, Link, as you can see there on the left-hand side of your chart, it's been very, very bearish since its high back here in February 2018. But the last couple of months it's been it's bounced now this could be a sucker's rally just like one of those ones through here we can see one two three months up before it fell very very heavily uh, and it is a very very volatile type of stock so if you if you bought this stock around here back in March this year, at one stage you were down 40.87% and you'd still be down 27% on this stock. So it's not really a stock. If you're a bit of a newbie type of investor, I wouldn't be in this stock. That said, it has shown some resilience through there. But again, it hasn't proven to me that it's stopped falling at this point in time. And if that low there at 546 gets broken over the next few weeks, then I'd suggest it's going to really challenge that low. So right now, I can't tell you when to buy this stock, but right now I wouldn't be 
owning it and I wouldn't get into it. This Here I'd be waiting for it to show me some strength and some direction. Much better stocks than Link um, to get into for yourself apart from that. So let's look at the next question and it's, gone, it's um, from a, uh, somebody called Gone Bush. I'm not sure what your first name is. He said, hi, I'm watching Webjet. At the moment, I think there is good growth to be made um, from its drop in price a buy under $10, I think. Now, I'm not sure why he's saying a buy under $10, but we'll have a look at that. Um, a buy under $10, I think, would be a good purchase, plus it pays a pretty good yield on its dividend. I'm just concerned whether or not it can make a decent profit again with the loss of Thomas Cook. What are your thoughts? Thank you. So looking at that is uh, people often say to me, oh, it's going to be a good buy when it's under this level. And that's what happens is and and also paying good dividend yields, good dividend yields, as you would have seen on the show. We did our live stock market show. We talked a bit about dividends a couple of weeks ago, actually. And you would have seen Jen and I chatting about that, saying often a sign a high dividend yield is a sign of a bearish stock because as the stock's falling away, the dividend yield actually grows because it's as a it's as a percentage of the buy price based on what the dividend they're paying in dollar terms. So you'll find that high dividend yielding stocks are generally more bearish stocks, not all the time, but mostly. So it's a nice sign that a stock is falling away. Now, Link Energy, let's have a quick look at that. Oh, sorry, not Link Energy, that's what we're on. Web, Webjet, and you can see there, Webjet is bearish. Um, it is quite bearish at this point in time, and I don't see... Um, any reason why it would continue to, why it would hold up at this point in time. So would I buy it under $10? Absolutely not. I'd be waiting for it to give me signs that it was actually going to be uh, turning around and being a little bit bullish. So if I put my little magic tool on it, from this bar here, which is May 2019, it's down 40.83%, so it's down fairly heavily. More importantly, it's down below that $10.18 mark. So you can see last month, Oh, sorry, this month, sorry. Uh, it's now down at $10.03. So it's likely to break through that level at $9.03. So why would you buy under $10 to see it go to $9, which is losing 10%. But it's likely to go even further than that. I would suggest it's probably going to be heading somewhere down around about um, maybe $8, maybe even below. But again, it's, a, it's at one of those things is when, and that's that whole piece, how long is a piece of string? Right now, it's bearish. Don't get into it. Don't know about it. Um, talking about Thomas Cook and, and profits, etc., that, that sort of stuff. I don't really get into a lot of that because to me, really, I'm, a, I'm very much more a technical analyst rather than a fundamental analyst. Now, what I know with 100% certainty is technically this will turn before the fundamentals will look good. Fundamentals tend to lag the marketplace. So you'll start seeing a stock move up and you might see the worst fundamentals on the planet on that stock and you'll start seeing the price starting to move up and the stock showing a nice a lot of strength and then eventually the fundamentals will change but right now this doesn't look good to me so I would stay right out of it uh, until I get some bigger, better signals. Now as I said uh, if you like to ask any questions for me just stick them down below in the chat if you've got any questions or stocks you'd like me to look at remember to hit the like button support the channel I mean you know the thing is we're doing this for you and helping you so stick that like button click on it give us a thumbs up and remember to share it to your friends you know share, share our videos to your friends and family put it on your Facebook page that also helps us as well but uh, if you haven't got my book like I said before get in get online it's called Accelerate Your Wealth it's your money or your choice uh, you can get it in bookstores so go in there and get the book but look forward to chatting with you next week but goodbye good luck and good trading thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within a global leader in stock market education for more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.
www.talkingwealth.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.